Welcome to Sherapy Sessions, Cutting Toxic Family Ties. My name is Dr. Sherry Campbell, and I'm your host. I am a leading expert in the niche of toxic family abuse, and although my show cannot substitute for therapy, it is a survivor-based show. In me, you're not only going to get an expert, but you're also going to get a survivor, as I have also survived toxic family abuse. I know how hard it is. The goal I have is to give voice to the voiceless, to provide skills to help you to protect your peace, to stand your solid ground, and to navigate and heal the heartbreaks caused by toxic family. Please have a pen and paper available to give voice to your thoughts as you listen to each show. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for your bravery. So let the healing begin. Welcome back, everyone, to Sherpy Sessions. I hope you've had a wonderful couple of weeks from our last time together here on the podcast. And today, the show is to die for. This is something that is so common in psychologically abusive families, and that is the emotional game of playing the victim. So we're going to jump in quickly because this is a jam-packed show. We all know that our psychologically abusive and manipulative family members will take any opportunity they can to create a situation where they can take the stage to perform their Oscar-worthy winning performance of the victim. Because people like this cannot be wrong, they always view themselves as being the victim, and they anticipate being on this stage and playing that role, because this opportunity for them to be the victim is sought after and deployed in any situation that they are in. They are always the victim in their mind, which means they're never wrong. So to master this role, these family members of ours know exactly how to twist reality and to weave their distorted story of the victim and manipulate others into believing that you are the abuser. And so the bigger the audience for them, the better. The more public it can be, the better. And they use this role essentially to deflect blame off of them and onto you and to gain pity and sympathy from innocent others who don't know any better by evoking some compassion in them and getting something from them. There are so many rewards to being the victim for these people because it helps them even more to get the things that they want, which are power and control. So they either want you to change or they want their audience to take their side to force you into changing because we all know that there's no change that will ever be made in them. But we also know that there's no change that we can make in ourselves that's going to make any difference. So let's talk about what the typical pattern looks like. First of all, being the victim shows us that these family members of ours border on deep levels of denial that are literally delusional. They create a delusional world inside themselves to protect their fragile egos from ever having to be wrong, and they're unable to cope with reality, period. For one thing, it's too boring and not dramatic enough. You know, they they don't like a reality where things are working out. Uh, If things are working out, they can't get on stage and do their Oscar-worthy winning performances. They have told themselves that they've been victimized, and they've been telling this story about themselves being the victim for their entire life. Like my mother has never told a story of herself where she wasn't the victim. And I think she has told the story for so long that she 100% believes it. 
And this is why it's a delusional and it's coming out of denial because it just, they set the stage for themselves where they create an alternate reality and the ability to seamlessly lie to themselves and others. So how does this all work? <laughs> so conversations really can't ever be had about your feelings. So if you tell your family member that they're being abusive or, or, or that you feel very stressed out about the issues that you're having in a relationship with them, you're going to be met with their utter disgust. Accusations such as you're turning things on me. They'll put words in your mouth you never said in your original approach, and they'll move to swiftly assassinate your character, making you a very sharp list of all your faults and how you are so much worse than they are. And they will end with cutting themselves down as if you think horribly about them, and many of them even threaten suicide. And my mother was sort of famous for doing that. If she wasn't getting her way, she'd sort of fall into a soggy, weepy mess of helplessness, and she should just kill herself. She would rather do that than just apologize and admit wrong. And I'm not alone in this. And I know that toxic adult children can do this, sisters, siblings, brothers, all of it, in-laws. But they make a swift mood change when they can't get out of you what they're trying to. And if you don't bend their way and feel sorry for them, they just fall into this, I can't do anything right. I just feel so bad. Or you have no idea how many days I spend in self-loathing. So now you're an abuser and now you need to feel sorry for them. And they've been abusive to you this entire time. And they haven't taken one second to listen to how you feel because they attack you with how they feel if you tell them how you feel. But somehow you need to feel bad for them that they are an abuser and they just can't help it. And they punish themselves enough over not being able to handle you right. So if you don't forgive them, then you're the jerk. And this is how this works. This is how they spin the narrative. They spin the narrative because they're so motivated to prove that they're right. And so if they're wrong, they get into a deep craving of needing and seeking attention and validation by just lying. And so to secure that attention that they want, they create the distorted story or the lie. The delusion gets externalized to all others. And the basic story of the victim is that they are the good, caring, moral, selfish person who was the good partner in the relationship. And you're just this bad, abusive, cruel, amoral, selfish, out of control, toxic person that no matter what happens, no matter what they try, you are just bad. And so this alternative reality that they create a delusion about becomes projection, which is one of the shows we talked about earlier. So whatever traits or behaviors they can't accept about themselves, they project it all onto you so that you're the abuser. When your toxic family members claim that you are abusive in the exact ways that they were, and they're raging, and they're doing all these things, and they were the one that was yelling and out of control, and they turn around and look at you and said, well, you were yelling and out of control when you weren't. So this is not to say that you are also perfectly reasonable, but how your toxic family member paints you is just a, a reflection of who they are in their own mirror. So through projection, it allows them to shift all the responsibility onto you by placing all the blame on you, how nice and convenient for them, because in their delusion, you're the bad guy because they can't be, and therefore they reason that they are the good one. And then they embellish these untruths for just to have the maximum impact. Our abusive family members will go to extreme measures, including false documentation to manipulate others in hopes that no one will captivate their audience and to discover the truth. 
I treated a young teenage boy whose mother would punish him and record the whole thing and then delete any time that she was screaming, yelling, or slapping him, which was common for her. And she would only cut and edit the post to where he was defending himself. It's like so sick. They will gossip and slander your character all based on these lies and spread an image of you that just really isn't true. And they will look you right in your face and tell you that you abused them. And that is 100% fabricated. And if you confront them, they just take on that victim role even more dramatically. So something for you to know, a key takeaway here is they're never going to take responsibility. They would prefer to be frozen in, in an ungrown place. They love for people to see them as innocent and powerless and vulnerable and in need of all of this support and protection from this monster that you are. They love acting this role and being at the mercy of everyone and everything around them. And usually a victim won't make a lot of progress or advance in their lives because they love this perception that they're powerless. So as a result, they now use their victim role to remain needy, dependent, invasive, and overly dramatic in your life. So if ever confronted, you'll just, again, receive another dramatic display, which is sad because we can't confront these people and get any closure. To ensure their role as the victim, they become the world-class grudge holder. So when we set boundaries on our toxic family members, they really think we're holding grudges. And the reason they project that onto us is because they love holding grudges to make other people feel bad about their own actions. They carry around all these weapons just in case anyone ever tries to hold them accountable. So they'll bring up old memories and events, which probably legitimately hurt, but they use them as reasons why they can't make any changes in their attitude or their life. And they're just, just stuck. They're just always the victim. And make no doubt that they are obsessed with playing powerless. It's such a tricky thing because it is so hard when we take people at their word and especially the lay pure people who don't really see your abuse and they hear this just dramatic story and they don't realize that they're dealing with someone who's really obsessing over being a victim. So they maintain their helplessness, defenseless act to cover for all their cruelty. And you may have dealt with someone who feels powerless, but usually the victim is they're suspicious of others because they are so cruel themselves. And so they're constantly seeing in us things that they do and they, they get super paranoid. And as an outsider, and we don't really know them, you've got to stay away, you know, and help others to see what they're being put through is just such an untruth because their stories, they can't tell a mellow story. They have to be shocking. These stories of how abusive people are have to be egregious. And this is why people end up seeing through them. And of course, our toxic family members don't trust anyone because they're the liar themselves and they don't know when enough is enough. You know, in relationships, our toxic family members that play the victim have no sense of limits and they're incredibly poor at perspective taking skills. They're constantly and voraciously crossing your boundaries. And when you set limits, they get pissed and they play the victim and you're just so mean because in their mind, they always mean well. Well, they don't mean well. That's a lie. Because everything with them is an argument. If it was the truth, there'd be no need to argue. But everything them with is an argument because they don't know when to choose their battles. To them, every battle is a war. And they feel like they're under attack all the time. And they have a hard time realizing that not everything is about them. 
and that you setting a boundary on their invasiveness in your life is really less being done for them and just more being done for you. But they cannot see outside of that because they're so obsessed, again, with self-pity. They love to pity themselves. They love to have others pity them. And what they're short, so short-sighted on seeing is that when you're always playing the victim, it wears people out and people stop having empathy. Empathy wears out and you move to compassion. They wear your compassion out. That turns into sympathy and then sympathy runs out and it turns into pity. And you end up pitying them in the most pathetic ways because they just drain you dry. And it's so immature and it's so impossible to reason with that you you end up just having to take space from these people. And the other way that they play the victim is that they're always comparing themselves to other people, especially family members. You'll have parents comparing themselves to their kids. You'll have sisters and brothers comparing themselves to each other's in-laws, and they're always comparing And the bottom line is that none of us are perfect and we're all lacking in some respect in some way. And so because they're always comparing, it always sets the stage for them to be the victim. You'll hear things like, well, I guess I just wasn't as good as a mother as you, or I guess I just wasn't as good as a wife, or I guess other dads are better than I am. Go find another dad then. There's all these passive aggressive things that we deal with, but they do always see life as lacking. And even when something good happens, your toxic family member will seek out what's lacking and or missing in the good thing that just happened. And it is crazy making. They complain about complaining and then complain that they can't stop complaining. And they complain that people don't want to be around them. But they're so complainy. They're so critical. Nothing is ever enough. And no one around them can feel good about themselves because they just bring you down. And they are constantly putting you down and finding fault in you as a way to build themselves up. And even crazier, and the last trait of what we're looking at in the victim is they think they're perfect. It's ironic (laughs) when that there is a chance that a victim could be caught in an error, they suddenly become perfect. The arrogance and narcissism closes the victim off by having truly trustworthy and, and cooperative relationships. And so They turn themselves into the perfect person in the relationship. And so the only reason this isn't working out is because you're not cooperative. Well, the only way to cooperate with a family member like this that plays the victim is to collude with that idea and go with it that they're the big victim and that you're the abuser. And when we're healthy, we are unwilling to sacrifice that lie for truth. But there are so many impacts that being under someone in your family member that plays the victim does to the real victim, which would be you, my beautiful listeners. One of those things is maladaptive guilt. We've talked about this in another podcast, but when someone's playing the victim, you get so confused and you're trying to go back and unpack the situation with logic because you're left feeling guilty as you've got this family member of yours just bawling their eyes out, creating a whole bunch of dramatics or storming out, slamming doors and yelling at you. And you're guilty and you don't even know why. And then probably the most destructive thing to come from this pattern is feeling the need to please. We do all recognize that the most toxic person in any family dynamic is the least confronted because it just is so much better for your sanity to placate them because you don't want to deal with all their histrionics. 
and you don't want to have to deal with all the dramatics and the guilt and the humiliation because they love to do this stuff publicly. You'll see it happening in restaurants where they're storming out and they're because you didn't agree with them or you set some sort of a boundary or my God, you, you sneeze to the left instead of the right and they're the victim. But they do get you to question if you are in fact the abuser because when you see someone having such an overtly obvious emotional reaction of pain and you're a healthy person and an empathetic person, you hate seeing that kind of pain in anybody and you, you, you can't believe that that would be manufactured or just for dramatics. But over time, you do recognize that it is all for dramatics and that there are people who can fake and feign real emotion with real tears and the things and really not feel those things. And over time, as they wear you out, which is another impact, is they just wear you out and your empathy gets replaced with a complete lack of respect because you cannot respect somebody who's constantly playing the victim because they're saying that they're powerless in life to do any better and so it's ungrown, it's immature, you can't relate to it, and you feel a complete lack of respect for these family members that do that. And on top of that, you dread at having the thought of even having to be around them. And so this victim role is so powerful because it is sickening. It is sickening, it is not real, it is all manufactured, it is a lie, and they get out of every way of being accountable by falling into this sobby, weepy, you know, wad of helplessness or anger and rage, and you end up just fixing things just for your own peace. Because if you don't, they will hold their grudge and they will play the victim for as long as they want until you fix it. So if you're living in the same environment as this person, this is really hard. And it gets to a point where you feel nothing for these people but total disgust because the, the grotesqueness of the immaturity of this manipulative game is truly disgusting. So let's talk about some how-tos and boundaries to set. When you're dealing with this, you have to do your best not to take their words or their emotional antics personally. It's not easy, I know, but do your best to try because they can do this acting in a way that appears very real when it is not. And Another skill set that I want you to think about is do not rise up to their bait. If they begin playing the pity card, you need to set a boundary. You either need to say, I'm not engaging. You need to walk away and you need to ignore it. But really, you just want to have the least amount of interaction as possible. Gray rocking is a, is a good skill set to use here, which is to really just be the most boring person in the conversation and keep it onto them. But I would really, really not normalize their behavior. I want to let you know that this is a great skill set. Nothing of what they're doing is normal. It's not right. It's not ethical. It's a betrayal of the truth. It is a way to escape accountability and to get others to feel sorry for them and to see you as this really bad person. And that's, that is the start of a smear campaign, which will actually be our next show. And it's going to be incredible. But most importantly is the skill set here and, is, and, and what I want you to do is you have to avoid second guessing yourself as much as possible. Do not pay attention to their words, but more attention to their actions, meaning don't avoid in the pity party with them, even if they're being unfair to you. And that most importantly, confronting these people is fruitless. Anything that you confront them on is going to give them more reason to jump into the victim role, call you mean, tell you that you're the abuser. 
listen, if they want to be the victim, let them be the victim. What does it do to you? It doesn't do anything to you. It doesn't make it true that you did anything to them because you don't have control either way. So if they're going to play the victim and that's the role that they want to play, I would not spend or waste any time or energy convincing them differently. You can really say, well, if that's how you feel, then I can't change it. And go let them feel that because they don't want that. They don't want the sales takeaway. You know, you can also say, you know what? I don't see it the same way you do, but gosh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I'm just an abuser and I don't know why you'd want to keep a relationship with me if you see me in such a way. So if I'm just so wrong, you know, then I would support you to definitely disengage and set some boundaries on me and go the reverse way in because they won't want that. They, they need you in the audience and they need you as bait. But I would really not engage contact, contact. You can't fight fire on fire with this one. You either need to gray rock or you need to just say, I'm sorry that you're, that, you know, that's where you're at. And if that's how you're going to feel, I'm certain I can't change it. And you just let it be. But you have to disengage as much as possible. When you feel yourself wearing out, understand that this is your body telling you that you have had enough of this game and that you are unwilling anymore to be even a single part of that game. And when your body is telling you that you resent these people and you don't want to be around them, pay attention. Don't be around them. And you can find an excuse or you can tell them the truth. No matter what you do, they're going to play the victim. So don't even be afraid of that at some point because they're going to do it no matter what you do. So just do what you need to do for you and let them play the victim because they're going to play the victim whether you do what they want or if you do what you want. Either way, they're going to find a way to play the victim because this is the role that they're obsessed with. So the last how-to is take care of you. Do for you what you need. I would rather have you have peace on the inside, which means setting very clear boundaries that you will not tolerate this kind of behavior rather than peace on the outside, which would be to placate them. However, there are times that, that placating them in social situations is exactly what you need to do to survive that social situation if you are still in low or cordial contact with this family member. If you are no contact, you don't need to engage, you don't need to play, you set the boundary and you just let it go because no matter what any of us do, we're powerless to get this person out of this role when they love it. They love when people just perseverate all over them and pity them and feel sorry for them. And, oh, my God, I can't believe that this happened to you, blah, 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 blah. I assure you, they will wear every single person out, even the people that initially look like they're going in to rescue your victim family member. Um, they will get very tired because your family member doesn't just play the victim with you. They play the victim in all of life. They are the victim of life. I mean, you will, I'm sure you guys are laughing at this point, just hearing things go through your head of how they're just the victim everywhere they go. So something to think about. They were this way before you showed up. They've remained this way during your relationship and they will continue to be this way long after you exit or set boundaries. So if that's the case, then you might want to get busy just taking care of you and letting them do whatever role they're going to play. You will get better at ignoring it as time goes on. And that is our share B session for the day. And I hope this was useful and helpful. And we will talk again in the next couple of weeks. And until then, be well, take care of you. Well, Bravehearts, that concludes our amazing share B session for the day. Please sign up on my email list at drsherrycampbell.com 
so that you can be in touch with me and see what's going on in terms of what I'm offering soon, what books are coming out, etc. Talk to you in a couple of weeks.